Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Nothing's better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star or a tech nomad working from anywhere. Allbirds wants you to be comfortable in your actual shoes, too. They're wool runners, pipers, and loungers are so cozy you might forget you're wearing them. And they're crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. So get comfortable in your shoes. Get to know the wool runners, pipers, and loungers at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Action Bulletin. It's Tuesday afternoon, it's double trouble. Um, Lawrence might be joining us later on, but if he's not, we'll try and get as many comments in since it's just a pair of us, Patrick. Um, been two games since we were last on, two victories. How's your week been? Good. I mean, I think the last time we spoke, we were saying eight games left. It's, it's sorry, ten games left. It's eight now, and we're hoping for two victories, two good performances. And um, I think we probably got that. I mean, the Livingston performance was certainly uh, up to standard. Um, I think the second half against St Mum were much better as well. Uh, although they, 
they set up to defend and I'm sure we'll get into that. But yes, good week, two good results for Celtic and uh, onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards indeed. Um, tagline there obviously is a bit of news that's broken this morning regarding our former captain, uh, Scott Brown. We will come to that later on in the show, so keep your comments. I know a couple of people are coming in to, to talk about that just now, but keep them for the on in the show. We're going to talk about St Myrne first. Um, that was nearly a week ago now. Um, Patrick, we'd obviously dropped points at Easter Road. Um, we'd got off the hook a wee bit, you could say, with our Anidas title challengers dropping points also at home to Motherwell. Um, there was been a lot of chat around that game at Celtic Park about a result being important, of course, but also seeing some type of performance. It was quite a flat first half, I thought. There wasn't a lot created, but the second half was a lot more fluidity in our play, and I thought we were a, a lot better. But what was your thoughts uh, on the, the second half performance, particularly against St. last week? It was a 5 4 when they were playing again, you know, a team sat in, but eventually got the breakthrough, um, and I thought we played very well in that second half. Yeah, we did. Um... You know, it's it's difficult to be totally certain of how we played when we get all of the ball anyway, you know. Um they I don't think they had a shot on target. Uh, I don't even know if they had a shot. Um Nothing's better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star, or a tech nomad working from anywhere. Allbirds wants you to be comfortable in your actual shoes too. Their wool runners, pipers, and loungers are so cozy, you might forget you're wearing them. And they're crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. So get comfortable in your shoes. Get to know the wool runners, pipers, and loungers at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. There's nothing better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes. And that doesn't mean flopping down on the couch with bunny slippers. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star. Or a tech nomad working from anywhere and jumping from one thing to the next. Whoever you are, Allbird wants you to be comfortable in your actual shoes too. Their wool runners, pipers, and loungers are designed for a level of coziness that makes you feel like you can do anything. You might even forget you're wearing them. And their shoes are so stylish, they go perfectly with a wear-whatever-I-want attitude. Allbirds is all about loving Mother Nature, too, because no one wants to leave a bad footprint. Each shoe is carefully crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. From ZQ-certified Merino wool... To a bouncy midsole made from sweet foam, the world's first carbon-negative EVA material made from sugarcane. But, um, you know, it's just us struggling to create. It's just us struggling to get through the, the back 11 that they play, you know. Uh, we've seen it 22nd of December, uh, St Mum Park, 0-0. Um, extremely flat, very frustrating. They managed to get a point off as then. Um, they set up exactly the same way, despite having a new manager. Um, and for what was it 55, 60 minutes it, it sort of worked and then Carter Vickers pops up with that goal but as you say we created a lot more chances um, in the second half and you know I think that's you know I'm not entirely sure of the stats but I think it's probably something to do with the fact you know we never stop you know the famous clip of Ange saying we never stop our fitness is a lot better than what it was last season it's probably a lot better than a lot of teams uh, in the league where if they start to tire we can still go at a tempo where we can take advantage. Um, I think we've done it a few times this season, despite it being a bit of a slog in the first half. Because of our extra quality, we were able to go in that extra yard, that extra step and, and get the get the win. Um, so I was delighted, delighted with certainly the second half performance and the uh, the 2 nothing victory. Um, you know, we've got that breakthrough through Carter Vickers, you know, rightly or wrongly, people would say he's got the break of the ball, still seeing it at the back of the net. 
Um, but I thought 10 minutes after that, the subs that Ange brought on um, really changed the game. I, I, I thought, you know, I thought Beaton came on. Um, we'll, we'll come to him, obviously, because I thought he played very well at Livingston uh, again um, as that kind of holding midfielder, which allowed Callum McGregor to go further forward and eventually get a goal. Um, also, James Forrest came on. We'll need to talk about him. I know Daniel definitely want us to talk about him with regards to um, what we've been talking about in previous weeks with Jamesy Forrest and Tom Rogic looked a lot better um, when, it, when it came on. I thought he was one of the, the subs that really changed the game. I thought we looked a lot more aggressive uh, in our place when we were going forward and the, the tempo just really upped when Tom Rogic came on into that part. Um, firstly, you know, to look at that St Martin game, is it just about biding patience? Because I, I was kind of confident even at half-time chatting to people that I thought the breakthrough would come Um have you get that? I think Angus Fulton Patrick about you know us having belief that we will get there eventually, but it's just about being patient. And um, what was your thoughts on the subs last Wednesday? Because I thought they had a real impact to the game. Yeah, I mean, just on your first point, you know, it, it was the same at Dundee. You know, people might think I'm some sort of uh, nutcase, but I was sort of quite confident after eighty minutes at two two that we'd somehow get the win, and we did. End up getting the win, get the getting the win with Yakimakis, um, and you know we didn't have to wait that long for St Mum. You know once once we scored, I don't think they were ever going to. They, they couldn't even fashion a chance. St Mum. I mean they are um, they are poor going forward. Uh, certainly at Celtic Park. Um, yeah, and then you're talking about substitutions. Yeah, I think I think you mentioned Rogic as well. Rogic, I think, probably just needed a rest, actually, because he's seen against Wraith and against Bodo. He was very poor, I thought. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, Europe's a different level, I think. I personally don't think Rogic's fast enough eh, to play in Europe, certainly against a team like Bodo. Maybe against a team like Betis, who come from Spain, a bit slower. Um, but I certainly don't think against eh, Bodo he was, he was good enough to start. He was out the team for a game or two, and he's come back, and he's eh, back to his usual self. Um, so I don't think there's a problem there long term. And then you're saying about the substitutions. I thought Beaton, um he had good moments against St Mum, but you know, cameo appearances I personally think it's quite hard to judge. Um but that is that is what he's he's there for almost, you know, mm-hmm. come on, slow the game down, try and control it. And I was actually working during the Livingston game, but from the highlights and from what I saw at the time, it did seem to have a really good game. I saw Played a really good pass over the top to Forrest in the first half, towards the end of the first half, which was absolutely exquisite. Um, mm. So it, he's been playing well as well. Um, and it was good to see Karim Okoka won against uh, St Mum on the Wednesday night as well. Yeah, Karim Okoka and Yusuke Deguchi, a player that we were, we were talking about, we preempted it last week, we were talking about it. Um, because I think, again, he could be an important player in terms of the squad. I, on the way home from Livingston in the car, on Sunday, we had Radio Scotland on. It was Peter Grant and Craig Levine, Mr. Anti-Football, almost matched perfectly with David Martindale. Again, I'd just been watching. Um, and they are chatting about, you know, what's Celtic's best front three eleven, what's Celtic's best eleven, And yeah, Peter Grant was emphasising the point, you know, this is about a squad with Ange Postacoglu. It's not about an eleven in the park. It's about trusting people to play the system, something which, you know, you could argue was possibly a downfall uh, in Bodo that second game as well, that he thought he could bring people in that didn't happen. Um, but we, we do see him in a good place just now. I think I saw John talking in 67 Hail Hail about this, about us being in a better place than some people probably think. 
in that, you know, we've got eight games left in the league. Um, we've got this rest of eight days between the game at Livingston and the game up at Tannadice and they're back to one game a week. I think that's going to, you know, keeping players fit, um, avoiding injuries. I think we're in a really good place at this moment in time, Patrick, to go and get this this league championship back and that three points at St Murn certainly helped uh, go towards that. We'll move on from St Murn. Um, just quickly again, uh, during last week, this has become a very familiar site on uh, our Twitters, Facebooks, etc. And that Ange won another Manager of the Month award. Um, thought it was a really nice touch, Patrick, to see him including the analysis team. I think probably the, the one figure in that analysis team that they all know was Peter Houston, the former Dundee United and Falkirk boss. Um, it really is a collective organisation at Celtic. Just now, you can see that not just in photo ops, but just in everything that's getting done, Patrick. Um, thoroughly deserved award again for Ange um, I think that was for the month of February Yeah, totally um, You know, in the first one he had, uh, I think it was John Kennedy and uh, Stephen McManus and people were saying, you know, where's Gavin Strachan because in the press conference he said, you know, it is a collective it is a group of coaches it's not just one man, despite the fact that, you know, only one man has come in and it's all changed from last season Um and then obviously when he wins his second one, it's just him and Gavin Strachan. And then, you know, as you say, it's the analysis team and Peter Houston and stuff. Um, so it, it is nice that he's, you know, uh, including all these people, he, he recognises that it's a team effort because, of course, football is a team team sport. Um, you know, hopefully with the amount of awards he's going to win for Manager of the Month, every single Celtic employee is going to be in these photos at some point. Um, yep. Hoping maybe even might get in one. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, um, it, it was a good performance on Wednesday. Another good performance on uh, on Sunday, and um, you know, hopefully, wins manager of the month on on March. And you know, as you say, days off. Um, I'm not sure there'll be days off. I think as we'll uh, come on to, it'll be spent at Lennox Town most of it, and it should be interesting to see how the players react to more training under Ange, because obviously, with it's been a game at a time, you only really get a days and a half training these two games a week um, but you know looking forward to Monday night um, it'll, it'll be a tough game no doubt but you know if, if we want to bring as many trophies home as possible we just need to keep playing Ange ball and hope it'll work in uh, 90 minutes Yeah well you know it seems as if it's far off that because the amount of football that we've been playing uh, since the winter break party and before then you know the month for December was absolutely hectic for us uh, fixture scheduling wise so the players will get a deserved break I think today might be one of those days off. Rio Hitake was on Instagram Live earlier. I don't know if they were maybe in doing a bit of, kind of post-match analysis yesterday and giving the day off today. Then it'll probably be uh, all hands on deck towards them, the United. Um, one of our usual Tuesday contributors is saying that he should have the Axel to the next award pick. Um, he's very welcome to if we do start running out of Celtic staff. I'm more than happy to begin up to Lennox to get my photo with Ange uh, if he wins another Manager of the Month award, which I probably assume he will do. We're already into March with one or two games, so um, hopefully that continues and we have another positive month. Um, just another wee comment to come back on here. Let me find it. Where have it? Yep. He was asking about my Fred Perry supplier. <laughs> That's all myself. Um, yep. I'm a Fred Perry man. And by the way, there's some tiny pictures I've came across, Patty, of uh, Billy McNeil will also wear my Fred Perry gear, so I'm in good company with the old Fred Perry stuff. But anyway, uh, Livingston on Sunday, usually a place I go to 
uh, to go shopping. Zainer outlet there. The Fred Perry shop sounds very good there, by the way. Um, performance and result. Arguably, we got that against St. Murn in the second half. Definitely get the, the result. Definitely get the performance in the second half. First half's questionable. But Livingston, you know, we turned it all. 2006, the last time we'd won in the league. 2007, the last time we'd won there. I think it was the Scottish Cup. Um, but this really was a very complete, dominant performance. And eventually we broke the hoodoo. How good a feeling was that to get that off uh, our backs? Excellent. And, you know, you thought after 13 minutes it wasn't going to happen because we miss a penalty. And then we miss a fantastic header. And it's Captain Callum McGregor who probably more than any other player or member of staff at the football club wants to prove to the fans that we can win the title this season. You see the desire and the passion in him every time we score, every time we win a game. You know, you've seen it... um, when he scored against Aberdeen in November, you've seen it when we lifted the League Cup. He's... That he game, I mean, shouting at Borna Barisic. Yeah, we'll not repeat what he said, um, but he, he, he's obviously got big shoes to fill in Scott Brown. Um, I think he's filled in immensely in the nine or so months he's had the, the captain's armband. But obviously, you need to replicate it in trophies and success and performance as well, and he's obviously keen to do that and He'll be disappointed in himself even though we won the game. Um, but, you know, these things happen. You miss penalties from time to time. Uh, luckily, we're going to score. Uh, going to score three. Uh, and then immediately concede one in typical Celtic fashion. Uh, but, you know, the, the performance merited uh, a Celtic victory, despite what maybe Davy Martindale's been saying and what fans of other teams have been saying. You know, we, we dominated the game... Um, in every metric, I think. Uh, so I, I'm quite happy with the performance. I'm happy with the result. It gets the hoodoo off our back, you know. I, I think at the start of the season, we could buy a win away from home. Uh, mm-hmm. We've now went to Petodre twice, Tyne Castle, uh, the Spaghetti had. All bar one, we've won away from home, I believe, this season. Uh, and that one outstanding is coming up in about a month or so. Yep. So, uh, fingers crossed for that one, but all focus on Dundee United for now. No, absolutely. It's one game at a time. Um, the layoff just now, I think, is going to do us a world of good. As I touched on there, we can probably chat about that. But it was a very dominant performance, I thought, in Sunday, Patrick. Um, Paul McKenzie's came in to say, you know, delighted to see the team back to form. They're shown at the start of the season, absolutely. Um, Will McMillan, this is a great point as well. We beat an informed team yet. Um I think Livingston had taken something like 17 points eh, since the winter break. So we were playing an informed team on a surface um, which has not been favourable to ourselves in recent years. Um, but we did play some nice stuff on it. Um, so, you know, I think it's one of those fixers, Patrick, um, somebody that goes home and away with Celtic that we should actually be looking forward to. we get three stands there. It's not too difficult to get to. Um, if it was a grass park, it'd probably be one of the, you know, the better places to go to in the league, but just because of that record there, I've all looked at it. I think whenever the fixtures came out, and went, oh no, we're playing Livingston again. Um, you know, Brendan Rodgers struggled there. I think he actually they played one game there, though. I say struggled there, they only played one game. Um, and Neil Lennon's record there, very poor too. And, you know, the 2007 stuff, you can't buy into it too much. It's not Celtic's fault that Livingston were in the Premiership. That's, that's not our fault at ever doing. Um, Patrick, you touched on Callum McGregor, the penalty. 
the header, um, I actually says to boys beside me, I said, this stadium's cursed one, we're not going to do this again. <laughs> I thought, I know. But how quick was it to, to get that important quick goal back after that? Because, you know, I think the heads can start to go down a wee bit, you know, missing the penalty, missing a chance, you start to think there's doubt in yourself. Um, I know it upset Andy Walker, but I don't think that Celtic goal might have upset you uh, to get the opener. And it came from a corner, I know it was second phase from a corner, but it's a cracking header from Carol Starfield. And there's Maeda doing what he does best in the box, or the box to set the ball in the back of the net. Yep, uh, and I don't want to bring up bad memories, but you know it's the type of goal that we conceded last season. Um, you know when we effectively lost the league at Ibrox on the second of January last year. I think it's a rebo that flicks it on at the front post. It comes off McGregor and goes in. But even if it doesn't go in, Morelos is at the back post, and we've got nobody in the back post. And then at the game at Celtic Park, that's what actually happens. Morelos scores his first goal against Celtic at the back post from a header. So it's the type of goal that we've conceded before. So we, we, we choose not to defend it and we're also pretty poor at trying to score it. But, you know, we're improving under Ange. We, we've scored flick on from the front post, header in at the back. And I'm not sure we needed to score four minutes after the penalty miss. I mean, it did help. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, but I think we probably did need to score in the first half. I thought if we went into that second half, nil nil, it could become a bit of a slog. And I know they would tire, but we would tire as well. Um, mm. I know I said five ten minutes ago that we're fitter and we're better, and you know we don't need to worry about not necessarily opening the score. But at a place like that, when you've not won there in so long, I think it's really really important um, that you get the early goal. And we did that. Um, I think you're saying about Livingston there. You know they were fourth in the table. I think they get eleven points from eighteen. They were second in the form table of the last six games. Um, so, they were a team on form, second best team in the league, based on the last six fixtures. Um, I think I'm right in saying that. So, really impressive victory, and um, hopefully that's it out the way for another season. Well, we hope so, but there is a possibility that they may keep into that top six, and there is a possibility that we might get sent there again. Um, I saw a comment earlier on in the show, we don't have a clue what this split is going to be apart from Rangers and Hearts. Um, it could be could be anything because it's so tight between fourth and below, I think, to about eighth or ninth because Aberdeen's down there and could still be in the shout of this. So we don't know. We'll see how that goes. Um, if we play like that, I've got no complaints about going back to the, the spaghetti ad, but I'd rather probably avoid it for another season. Um Kevin Fourteen's come in to say we undervalue our defence. It's winning us this league. Let's talk about Carol Starfield and Cameron Carter Vickers, Patrick. Vickers, obviously the goal against St Mun, um, another outstanding performance. I think arguably he's in me a shout of Player of the Year for Celtic this year. He's been absolutely solid in that Celtic defence. Um, you know, even going forward and, and Sunday, it was like a you know, it was like a lorry going through that Livingston team. I wouldn't fancy charging over to Vickers to try and take the ball off him. Um, and Carol Starfield, you know, we spoke about getting onto that header that, that's, you know, Maeda uh, gets onto after the knockback from Strike. Two really important players for us this season. I know we've had chats about Chris Julian, about getting rid of, you know, he fits back into that team. I think this has been really, really important to get solidified because it was something that we just didn't have last season. There's two centre-halves at the very core of that Celtic team with a goalkeeper also who at the weekend pulled off saves when we needed them to pull off saves. I mean, that one in the first half is a terrific top-top save. Yep, 100%. Uh, you know, I know you know some people prefer Starfield, but I think, you know, Carter Vickers is probably the superior centre-half. You know, 
if you're to go through every single game they've played and say, oh, well, who was better, Starfield, Carter, Vickers, you're probably saying Carter, Vickers for the vast majority, you know. Um, you know, we've spoken on here, I think just about every Celtic fan's probably seen it on Twitter, the discussion between Carter, Vickers and Jota, who would be the priority. Um, I've flip-flopped between the two. I think it's, I think it's, it's even. I don't think you can separate them. Both of them have been phenomenal players for Celtic. Uh, I think if Jota doesn't get that injury, well, we probably speak about him in the same light as we speak about Carter Vickers. It's just the fact that Carter Vickers has played almost every game to such a high level that we discuss how important he's been. Um, you know, and the fact that he came into such a woeful defence. I mean, Julian was injured. Beaton was getting himself sent off. who has been played out of position. You know, Stephen Welsh was the experienced one in that uh, defence and he didn't only been playing for Celtic for six months by that point, you know, 30 appearances or something. So it's absolutely phenomenal the fact that we've now got um, certainly a settled back two. Um, you know, I don't think we've got a settled back four or a back five yet. Mm. Um, but uh, the, the defence is 100% um, helped us win this league. Uh, it was what cost us the league last season because, you know, I don't think we had a problem scoring goals last season. It was conceding them. Um, and I'm glad that we've got that sorted out, certainly domestically. Um, and, you know, we can always improve. And, you know, the, the defence isn't just about the back four, it's about the midfield. You know, you need to cut out these attacks earlier. You don't want your keeper making loads of saves because why are you giving up so many shots? And you know, you've got to think about all these things. So it's definitely a team effort, but absolutely solid, definitely. And um, hopefully we can hold on to Carter Vickers beyond the summer. Yeah, we hope so. Um, Paul's giving me this point. He's doubting that we will keep a hold of him. Um, I, I don't know what the, the contract situation is there. I think it, what, it was an option to buy. Um, again, I think that'll be up to the player. I don't think Celtic would be short coming forward certainly with the, the transfer fee, Patrick. But again, wages can be the stumbling block with these kind of things. Um, I would love to keep Vickers. I'd love to keep both him and Jota. Um, obviously, Starfield is our own player at this moment in time, but I think the two of them have been pivotal. Two is, um, again, we showed that we could rotate between Ralston and Juranovic in that right-hand side, and both are, you know, Ralston played very well again at the weekend. Um, to switch from, from Vickers, we'll go back up top. Dyson Maeda's record so far at Celtic is, you know, exemplary. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, there was a narrative creeping in, you know, people saying, you know, you know, probably happy that we didn't get him last summer if it was a choice between him and Kyogo and stuff, but I think you certainly see at this point in time why Andrew's brought him to Celtic, why Andrew rated him, and why it was a G League top goalscorer last season. He ran himself into the ground and will continue to do so. I mean, Kyogre returns to that Celtic side. If Maeda's played out in one of the flanks, that press, I don't think teams will be able to deal with it at all. No, not at all. And you're saying there is records phenomenal. I think it's five goals out of 12 um, I've seen somewhere. Which is just phenomenal. I mean, it's better than a lot of other wingers in the league, you know. Um, and then obviously the press, what you're saying there. Um, I think Alan Morrison has got a, a statistic on how many pressures um, he, he, he puts the opposition defence under. Uh, I'm not sure exactly of the numbers. I think it's pretty high compared to most average players, even in teams that do press quite high. Um, so I think, you know, whether it's striker or left wing, he's, he's quite keen to press the ball. Um, at every opportunity and 
totally fits the system. It gives us an advantage. It, it forces teams into mistakes, um, and he's a, he's a valuable asset. You know, I'm not going to turn around and say I wish we signed him instead of Kyogo back in July. Um, I think Kyogo's still the star player, but Maeda is a very good asset to have, and you know he, he's had a few tricky weeks. You know, I think you know me included, we were all doubting him. Um, because he wasn't really getting the service, but then when he was getting the ball to feet, he wasn't really doing much with it, and it's just not his game, you know. So, uh, you know, good luck to him because there is a lot of competition for places. You know, I think when the full team's fit, he'll probably struggle to get a game at striker. Um, if we were to sign Jota, I think he'd probably struggle to get a game at left wing as well. So, despite being such a good option in terms of pressing the ball, you know. We've got so many options now, and it's it's a testament to Ange and the, the recruitment team, the amount of options that we do have, the quality that we have in the squad, that someone like Maeda, who's got five goals and 12, can't get a run in the team. Yeah, five goals and 12. Um, Boris McNeil doesn't think he's, he thinks he's short, well short of being a Celtic player just now. Um, his link-up play in his positional sense is woeful. Let's hope that's fatigue us settling in because it's not good enough yet. I think five goals in 12 games to me is an exceptional record. I would disagree with that. I think he's did very well. His positional sense was absolutely fine in Sunday to go and grab that first goal. It was fine in his debut against Hibs. Um, you know, I don't think, I think it's very hard to, to judge a player early on. I think so far he's did very well and he's scored an important goal for us. The moment that continue, even his head against Bodo Gunt was, was excellent for somebody that's not. Uh, very tall, so I, I'd probably disagree with that point, Patrick. What's your, your thoughts on that there? Uh, no, I don't think he's well shot. I mean, he's got five goals in 12. That's you know, that's you'd have to count that as extremely lucky. Um, if he's well short of being Celtic quality, um, I you know, as BAC is saying here, the position was phenomenal, and it's something you, I think it's very hard to teach, very hard to coach. You know, finding yourself in good positions, you know, Larson was uh, exceptional at it. Um, I thought, you know, it's probably what helped Griffiths be a better player than what he maybe should have been. You know, I think he squandered a lot of chances, Griffiths. He was quite a short player. Um, you know, he's obviously got a bad attitude off the park. We've seen that now. But his position, his positional play was, was, was quite good at times. He got himself into the right areas and Maeda's got that. Um, he gets himself front post, back post. We've seen, you know, against Bodo it was front post, against Livingston back post. Um and obviously when he's pressing the ball he, he's used to getting up to high areas and knowing when to press when not to press so I think he's a very good asset and certainly good enough to be a squad player if not a first team starter Yeah I certainly think we should sign him in the summer if he keeps up his form that he is doing just now and you know I think if you you think back Patrick um, if we were aligned just now you know Kyogo being out and Jack Amakis being out if we were aligned and I'll be in a Yeti um, you mean you've seen break a sprint last week can you can sleep for the first time uh, in, in months um, I, I don't know taking how, a wee bit too far I don't know how confident it would probably be um, Brown Warrior again a usual Tuesday contributors came in to say and remind us that he's a winger come striker not a striker come winger scored most of his goals last season come off the left wing yeah I think that's really important to mention and he's been played in a number of positions uh, under Ange so far and he's made an impact there's no doubt about that he's been an important player since coming in um and my guts came in to say Maeda will come good. He's just off a full season and still scored goals and works hard for the team. Perspective has to be taken into account. In fact, I definitely agree with that. There needs to be perspective in Maeda. You know, full season at Yokohama. He's came over. 
again, it can be very hard to climatise for some guys. We've heard all that stuff. And, you know, we came in and he Celtic debut and scored no bother. I, I certainly think Maeda will be a good player for Celtic. Um, even his goal at Mullable, I think a few weeks back, just pressing that ball it can be so important to our game plan. So, yeah, certainly thumbs up for me and you and Maeda. I thought it was excellent again at the weekend. It will be interesting to see where he fits in when he gets game time. And um, we've got a full uh, front three that are all fit. Um, that's easier for me to say than you, probably, in that mm. one. Um, but yeah, top, top performance. Um, the team selection, Patrick, you know, usual Twitter, you look at it when you're going to the game or, or whatever. And there was questions being asked of Ange with his starting lineup. We saw Beaton come in um, to play that number six role. Ralston going at right back um, and obviously sticking with Maeda up top and James Forrester will come to. Um, it was definitely justified, that team selection. It was almost as if, even, I even thought at times in the game, we showed a bit of aggression that we've not showed at times this season, which was good to see. We knew what Livingston were going to do and he picked players that he thought could get the job done and he certainly did do that. And I thought, you know, we probably could have scored more goals. I know we didn't really take our chances in the first half, but second half we made plenty of chances. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I was one of them. I'm sure you realise uh, that doubted the team selection. I, I certainly didn't think you know uh, Beaton and Maeda should have started. Um, more through me, you know, two best players in the park. Um, I thought Forrest. You know, I thought Forrest's been poor. You know, I said on here last week. He's got, what, 10 to 13 games to save his Celtic career, or 11 to 13. He's got 9 to 11 now. and uh, you know, got a bit in the tank to do that, though. Yes, he, he started well. Um, you know, um, yeah, he's not there yet. I don't think he deserves a contract for scoring the third goal away to Livingston. But if he keeps up the play that he, he, he showed against Livingston on Sunday... You know, I think he might well get a new contract because he he played well. He got Sky Sports Man of the Match. He got what ended up being a crucial goal. You know, a lot of people will say that you know he's that type of player who'll score the third or fourth goal when it doesn't really matter that much. But he did end up mattering. You know, they went up the park and scored immediately. Um, it was a great finish as well, a great run. Um, I thought he was a lot more effective in the game uh, than what he has been previously. You know. I think it was, you know, he came on against Rangers and he's came on in home games in the past couple of weeks and I've thought he was powder puff a lot of the time. Um, but but you looked, know, there was flashes in that game against St Murno. He looked a lot more, um, you know, I don't want to use the word interesting, but it just looked as if he was right up for it and, you know, kind of looking to get the ball. And even on Sunday, I thought he was making that option available to Tony Ralston down that right-hand side. And his goal he took absolutely brilliantly. Um Really, really good finish. And I don't know if the lack of celebration is because he knows it. He's, he's got a point to prove just now because he's probably been written off. I mean, you can certainly be accused of that. I can be, to an extent, accused of that because, you know, I don't think one game's going to justify a new contact for James Forrest, but we know how important a player he's been. He's in previous seasons. He is arguably a Celtic legend. People would scoff at that, but his record speaks for itself in terms of trophies that he's won, what he's contributed over the years. Um, and you know, players like this at this point in the season can be vital to us. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I'm not calling myself a legend, that's for sure, but he's certainly up there. Um, yeah, with my either. Um, I'm sure there are legal ways of getting out of it, but I don't think we will. Um, 
No, I mean, if Forrest uh, plays like that for the next, you know, 90-11 games or something, uh, scoring important goals every single week, then he probably does deserve a new contract. How long, I don't know. You know, he, he will be 31. You know, there's no stopping that. Yeah, how well he plays, he'll, he'll still be getting older. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised, I hope this doesn't happen, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't give him a new contract and just let him see this one out. Because by the end of this contract, he'll be 32. And, you know, would we get much money from him with one year left this summer anyway? Um, so it'll be an interesting, interesting uh, scenario that will play out. Uh, you know, we've seen Scott Bain, I think, was a one-year extension. Uh, so it's it's interesting to see if something like that was, were to happen. Uh, you don't know. But I think he probably keeps his place for Dundee United. Um and if he plays like he did at the weekend, then no complaints there, really. Um, because Abada was phenomenal there for two months, but he's had maybe two or three off games. So quite happy to have James Forrest in there. And we've seen, you know, Caramoco came on. Uh, so if he were to come in as well for maybe the last 20 minutes or so. It was important, I agree. It was important because they went up and scored. Um, just sometimes his goals aren't, is all I'm saying. Uh but, you know, as I say, we get Karamoko as well, so competition for places. And, you know, Karamoko's another one. Uh, we need to be uh, wary of the contract, you know, because he's out, out of contract this summer. Well, it will be interesting. It's good that we've got those rotating options because I think for a lot of this season we have relied too heavily on Lula Bada, and I think we all forget he is only 20 years old. Um, he's hit the ground running since coming in again. I play with a exemplary record at Celtic this season. He's been absolutely crucial to us. He could be well up there as well with, with Cameron Carter Vickers in me. I shoot a player of the year and probably young player of the year at 20 years of age. Um, but again, you know, it's important to have probably that senior pro there too. That's are both going to challenge for that position because I think that will make Abada better. Um, and again, we've seen Abada go through those purple patches, Patrick. And we've seen um, maybe a wee bit off form. Again, players' form isn't going to last forever. So if a player's having that wee bit of drop-off form, it's good to be able to retake. We've, we've touched on Dembele um, coming on last week against St Murnock. It'll be good to see if he gets more game time. Um, but yeah, really important goal at the weekend. I would love to see James Forrest kick on for this um, because, you know, he did the business. And again, I don't think uh, you, you drop him for the game up at Tannadice. I think he could be an important player for the game up there. He certainly likes an important goal. We've seen that in the League Cup semi-final this season. So, yeah, we'll see what happens in that one, but hopefully it kicks on. Um, it was Ange Postacoglu's 50th game. Patrick, I think around about a year ago, a year ago today, sorry, uh, was when we eventually conceded the league. Um, we've came a long, long way since then. Um, Ange's comments after the game was, we've got to keep getting stronger, and I think we are. Um, we're in a good space to keep getting stronger to the end. Um, that comes, you know, two, three weeks after his comments after the Ray Rovers game, saying, you know, but we're not where we want to be at this moment in time with the squad, etc. Um, that probably feeds into the, the wider discussion. We're, we're not going to play as much football now, Pat. We're going to get more time at Lennox down to work with the players that we've got. We've already touched on the guys that came in later in the summer. We've obviously had four recruits that's came in in January, three who have played a lot of football, um, one who I've still to see featured regularly in, in Yusuke Odeguchi. How important can you know, one game at a time, literally, one game at a time, weekly, be in this running. Um, 
And even just now, it's eight to go, likely being five at home, we hope. Certainly two of those are guaranteed. Three, four probably guaranteed. And three away. Um, this is really now Celtic's title to lose, isn't it? Yeah, and it, you know it will definitely be five at home. It's just a matter of, you know, I think we can get maybe Aberdeen away three times, Rangers away three that, times. That Premiership computer can be a bit dodgy at times, as can other things. Oh, but no, no, you, you need to be 19 home, 19 away, that's for sure. It's just about playing teams away from home three times or something, which would be a bit unfair, but it happens every season, it seems to be. Uh, but yeah, it's important to take one game at a time, you know. We, we don't need to worry about the league for another... Uh, I think it's 12 or 11 days, you know. Uh, we've got Dundee United on the horizon now. Um, it's, I think it's important, you know, when you're... I think it's something like... What, what is it, 11 games left if we, if we reach the Scottish Cup final? And you're, I think 10 of those would be on a, a weekend. So it, it spaces out nicely, because I think one of the post-split games is, is going to be a midweek game. I think the second-last game of the season is usually a Wednesday night. But... Um, you know, it's important to take it one game at a time. You know, we Ange said after St Mum, I think um, Kenny McIntyre and the BBC upset him a bit, saying that it wasn't a stellar performance. Quite upset, I think he would just put them in his place. Yes, I think so. Um, he says it wasn't a classy performance, and you know, he, he insinuated that maybe he wasn't happy with the result. But you know, we've taken it one game at a time all season. I think he was asked in press, you know, about a title race and how we are now three points ahead when the driving seat. And he goes well. You asked me that early in the season, I thought the title was over, we just take it one game at a time. And uh, it's obviously what they've done, it's worked. Um, I think it's very impressive, you know, we play a brand of football where we barely give the opposition any chances and therefore it makes it very difficult for us to actually lose games. Obviously it's still possible, we've seen it with We've been limiting runs. chances, you, you highlighted yeah. that to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't, I think it was... Um, Two games in a row, Joe Hart hadn't conceded a shot. You know, I, don't, I think Hibbs and St Mum didn't have a shot on target, um, which, you know, obviously very impressive. 180 minutes without conceding Saint a Mum, shot on target. St Mum did have a shot on target. Did um, they? In the stats, yes. Right, OK. Well, almost 180 minutes then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very impressive way of playing football. It's almost like the perfect way of playing football, you know. Don't concede any chances, barely concede any goals press high and score loads of goals it's it's a pretty phenomenal manager we've got here um, and it you know therefore it makes it very hard to lose games as I say it will, obviously it will happen eventually but you sort of fancy yourself in every game to to at least get a couple of points um, but you know one game at a time as I say uh, and it is one game at a time no absolutely it is one game at a time um, kind of curveball coming around here from James Wilson thank you for commenting Um he thinks that the split is the biggest nonsense in world football. Patty, I don't think we've really bad this conversation. What is your thoughts on the split? I think it can be a bit daft um, for some of the teams because you end up getting, you know, the team that finishes seventh in the league has a higher points total than whoever sometimes finishes fifth or sixth. And it is that tight. Just now that probably could happen because you could end up having a scenario where Aberdeen end up possibly in the split, finishing seventh, but might get more points than the team that finishes fifth <coughs> in the league. Would you rather have your fixtures completely mapped out and you know, June whenever they come out instead of this where you don't know as an unknown and the league splits into two? Uh, yeah, I don't like this split at all. Um, I'm not sure we've ever spoken with this, you know, off here, never mind on here. Um, no, I don't like it. 
Um, I think it's it's ridiculous. You know, there's a reason we're the only team, we're the only uh, league in the world that does it. It's absolutely baffling. Um, I think it's unfair uh, to an extent as well. You know, as you were saying there, the difference between sixth and seventh is something like 120,000 pounds, and seventh can end up on more points than sixth, and still finish seventh. You know. Not only that, that prize money is effectively determined after 33 games, not 38. Um, I'm looking at the table just now. There's uh, four, five points between fourth and tenth. So that, that race for sixth or seventh is the closest out of any battle in that league. You know, Dundee and St Johnson are so cut adrift that one of them is definitely going to be in the relegation playoff, you know. So it's not even really a battle for relegation. They're both almost down. Um, so you've got six or seven teams going for six or seven places and there's only five points to separate them. And it's basically going to be determined in the next three games when there's eight games left of the season. I mean, I, I don't like it at all. Um, I think if it was popular, it's been around for something like nine years now, at least. Um, if it was popular, other leagues and nations would have caught, caught and it and done it themselves and there's a reason they haven't. One of our comments is saying that it works because it's a, a 12-team league but I, I agree with you, Pat. I think for especially the, you know, the, the teams that are in that mid-table, um, you know, £120,000 could be massive to them in terms of revenue. It can also end up, uh, you know, get your, your home game revenue, you might not get that extra home game that you might get if it's mapped out and, and done, you know, uh, as a kind of blanket sheet at the start of the season. So yeah, I think it can be um, it's, I don't think it's the best idea. I think possibly it might be better to possibly look at that. But you know, the cinch as it's getting dubbed now does things a lot differently from other leagues, um, and it's certainly, pardon the pun, in a league of its own. Um, our tagline here, um, we've got twenty minutes to go. So it was announced earlier today. Um, the news broke from the Daily Record that there was potential that Scott Brown was going to tear up his Aberdeen contract. There's a year left on it um, and possibly chuck it at Petodre. Um I threw out the question on Twitter, Patrick, whether people would welcome Scott Brown back at Celtic Park in some sort of capacity. I don't think that can be playing whatsoever. I don't think that would be a good idea. Um, I think those days are well behind him in terms of probably what the manager would expect and, you know... 34, 35 now, Scott. Um, I think he's done his bit at Celtic Park. Um, but possibility of a coaching role, possibly. There's a youth set up there. I think Celtic are actively looking for an under-18s coach at this moment in time. What would your thoughts be on this? My thoughts, um, to outlay it, is this shouldn't be based on nostalgia. It shouldn't be based on you know days gone by, purely based on a footballing decision. If Ange Postecoglou wanted to bring Scott Brown back to Celtic Park in a coaching capacity, I am all for it. Um, you know, I think if it's for the first team, Ange will have a say, but I think if it's for the under-18s, you know, he is effectively the manager and the director of football in one go. Um, but I'm not sure how much of a say he'll have in the under-18s. I know at all levels we want to try and play Ange ball, but... Uh, I'm not sure how much of a say you'll have. If we are looking for a coach, and if Scott Brown is the best possible coach we can get, then I think he should come back. But in any other scenario, I don't think so. Um, I, even if he's the best coach we can get, I'm not even sure he should be a first-team coach. 
because he only left nine months ago. And Callum McGregor's, he knows Callum McGregor, he has known him for 10 years. He's a new captain. I think it would undermine him in a way, even though he is a coach. I think it would undermine him slightly. Um, so to have him about the place, you know, he's a phenomenal leader. Um, you know, the, the mentality that he must have uh, to, to win league after league, trophy after trophy, you know, especially under Brendan Rodgers, it was absolutely phenomenal. And um, there's very few players in the world and there's very few players from Celtic's uh, history that I think could have done that. Uh, but Scott is one of them. Um, definitely as a player, his time's up. But if he is the best possible man for a vacancy uh, at Celtic Park, then yeah, I don't see why he shouldn't come back. Curtis is agreeing with you on this point. I think it's a very good point you've made there, Patrick. That he believes it's too early to bring back a recent captain who's just played um, still a, a lot of the current squad. Um, obviously, guys like the aforementioned um, Callum McGregor, you've obviously got Neil Beaton still there, David Turnbull, James Forrest, Tony Ralston, Greg Taylor, Scott Bain, etc. etc. Um, so, doesn't think it'd be fair in Cal Mack. Might make things awkward. We've also got, uh, where have we got somebody else here? Um, Jordan's come in to say he thinks that's a good point too. He thinks that Cal Mack needs space to lead. Um, as does David Bradley. I agree with that point. Jungle Lion comes in to say Brown definitely deserves a proper send-off. Let him come out before the last game at Celtic Park. Yeah, he didn't really get that proper send-off last year just due to the COVID circumstances. He actually got quite a good round of applause when he went off. Um, when Aberdeen came to Celtic Park, that 2-1 game, um, it was applauded off. Jim Hannaway's came in to say he thinks that Bruno will be a manager in the future. That's the story. Yeah, this is a good point on this. Um, he was linked to that St Murn job. Patrick, so we can speculate around, you know, whether, you know, would he come back to Celtic Park? If he did come back to Celtic Park, what level of coaching job would he get? Do you think Scott Brown maybe has higher ambitions in that, that he wants to go out and do it himself first before even coming anywhere near Celtic Park at this moment in time? I don't want him to be Celtic manager anytime soon. You know, we've seen what that can Big do. Big can stay for as long as he likes. Yes, definitely. Um, I agree with... Estepona boy, I think that's the move from. To be honest, um, it's an interesting you know, one with Gary Coleman and Sean Maloney. Yeah, either assistant or maybe a coach or something because he knows Hibs, he knows Maloney. Um, it, it seems a good fit, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really want him back at Celtic Park um, in a in a sort of crucial position because even last season it was a bit sad just seeing, you know. I think the way the team was playing sort of took the shine off him a bit, but it was quite clearly past his best. Um, and it was highlighted, uh, it was starkly highlighted last season. Um, I don't think he should be Celtic manager anytime soon unless he turns into the next Guardiola. Um, I don't want another former Celtic mid- midfielder, former Celtic captain ruining their legacy by having a disastrous managerial spell, you know. Happened once, once already. Um, but you know, if, if he ends up at St Mern, if he ends up at Hibs, if he ends up, you know, somewhere in England or Spain or Germany, you know, good luck to him. Uh, hopefully, becomes you know the best manager in the world and replaces Ange in ten years' time. Jungle Line again has come in to say if Ange wants him, fine. If not, fine. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, even on that, Patrick, I, I don't know how much probably say Ange Postecoglou had. 
we've had absolutely zero say in the scope room department of the club because we were chatting about that just before we came on air. That decision was made in late March, I think, 2021. Um, I'd imagine at that point in time, roughly casting my mind back, the Howd stuff broke very soon after that, so I really don't know uh, who probably made that decision. You know, I, I don't think it would be healthy, though. I would definitely say to bring him in at this point in time into that first-team coaching staff. Um, you know, it's settled just now. You don't want to rock the boat. I think, you know, Gavin Strack and Stephen McManus and John Kennedy are all doing a very good job. Um, so, yeah, I would totally agree on that. I don't think anywhere near the first-team coaching staff just now. If there was probably any deal to that, you need to wait off till the summer. Um, but, you know, I think the Hibs link is a... A good one that you make there, Patrick, because you know it could be a possibility. Obviously, he's played with Sean Maloney, played with Big Caldwell, knows them both. It's a club he knows very well. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in that one there. Um, hopefully, the AGME and Banker said bring him back as a player. Hopefully, that's not going to happen. I, I can't see that happening at all. Um, it might be good that Ian Banker's possibly not too hands on with, with football transfers because <laughs> they'd probably have corner hazard in goals and Scott Brown back in the midfield. Um, it's Dundee United in less than a week now, Patrick. Um, uh, we're not going to have as big a, a support up there as we did the last time. Well, actually, we probably will, because I'm just thinking back, the Jerry Care stand was shut um, the last time due to the roof coming in, so we might have something similar to what we did the last time up there. Obviously, the shed area of the stadium is going to be for the home fans. Um, what's your thoughts going on this game? We played very, very well up there. In December, um, that Roger goal and Turnbull goal, you know, two terrific and scales, all three really good goals. Um, what's your thoughts going into this one? I know I was going to say the Roger goal, the pick of the bunch, but you know the Turnbull one that he takes, it looks over Seagrass. Scales one he takes very nicely too. Um, what is your thoughts going into this one? I think it'll be a tough old, uh, tricky cup tie up there at Tannadice and and Monday evening. Yeah. I mean, just thinking back to that game, that was, you know, we were riding a wave at the time, I think. You know, the positivity was flowing, eh, the results, the good results were flowing. Um, you know, first of all, disappointing that Celtic eh, demanded that we have really expensive tickets for that game. You know, I know Dundee United cut our allocation, but they wanted to give us cheaper tickets and Celtic insisted on it being at least 27 quid. So very disappointing from that point of view. You know, I think they're probably trying to punish Dundee United for cutting the allocation, but they're not really. They're just punishing football fans, ordinary working-class football fans, so that was disappointing. But on the football, you know, if we have another performance like we did on, I think it was the 3rd of December or something, you know, quite happy with that. Um, I'll take anyone in the cup. You know, the league is where we need to show uh, our performance. Knockout rounds, I'm quite happy to just grab a one nothing winning up the road. Um, you know, it's it's a weird kickoff time. Obviously, is I think that's due to the European fixtures and the way that uh, the really intelligent guys running the Scottish game have allocated the television deals. Um, so that's quite unfortunate. But as you say, you know, we've got no midweek games anymore, so it's not really an issue. Um, I think it'll be a tough game. It, it, it usually is against Dundee United. Um, in saying that, the tough games have been at Celtic Park. The, the three nothing victory at Tannadice is pretty pretty straightforward. It's you know other teams from Glasgow that have struggled there in the past. Um, but you know if, if we play our stuff, we should you know we should at least get a, a 
a rematch at Celtic Park and I'm quite confident we'll go through to be honest um, like 99 times out of 100 we'll probably go through in that game you know they're a team that have been struggling basically since November I think uh, struggling to pick up points I think they massively overperformed at the beginning of the season and it's I had a wee bit of form just now though um, they really like to be playing some good stuff I think Tam Courts has certainly done a good job up there um, since coming in again really interesting that system of bringing somebody who was kind of technical director I think up at Tanadice then at the manager role um, Pat all must be keeping up with my Twitter um, she might have didn't know today that it was Barzini all along yes of course from the Godfather I wonder who the Barzini was at Celtic Park last season Um I won't do any spoilers for the Godfather, but Virginia certainly has a big part to play in that first movie. Um, yeah, so it's a week, less than a week now to go to Tannadice, Patrick. We touched on it earlier. It's it's going to be it's going to be kind of strange actually not seeing Celtic play midweek because I've became used to it. But I do think this will be to our benefit. Getting in that training park at Lennox Town and just giving extra time with the manager to work through things. And I think you could see a, a real... Mo- mo- machine coming at some teams here, you know, going through this these next round of games. Hopefully that starts off on Monday evening at, at Tannadice. Um, would you change much about the team that went to Skelp Livingston at the weekend? Uh, it'd be really harsh to drop Beaton, but I'm not too sure. I've just seen that as well. No replays. Yep, so there, there's no replays. We'll, we'll just need to do it in 90 or 120 minutes. Um, you know, I'm, I know we're good. I don't necessarily fancies and penalty shootouts you know it's a bit of a lottery that uh, especially when they've got that Seacreston goal you know um, yeah I mean 120 minutes we should be beating Dundee United you know so play your stuff Nothing's better than feeling comfortable in your own shoes. Maybe you're a parent raising a little rock star or a tech nomad working from anywhere. Allbirds wants you to be comfortable in your actual shoes too. They're wool runners, pipers, and loungers are so cozy you might forget you're wearing them. And they're crafted from natural materials that tread lightly on our planet. So get comfortable in your shoes. Get to know the wool runners, pipers, and loungers at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. If we're on form, we'll win the game. If we're not on form, a bit more of an uphill battle, but again, we should win the game. Uh, and as you say, all those days in the training park, you know, they maybe done analysis yesterday, day off today, and then maybe six sessions or something over the next six days. I, I'm not entirely sure, but we should be we should be fit and firing. Um, you know, it's good that we've made it to what is it, the eighth of March now, having played midweek every single week effectively, and that's us now finally getting a break. It shows that we are firing in all fronts as a football club. You know, Bodo was disappointing. The league is so important this year. It's worth so much money. You know, I, I say it every week, but we just have to win the league, you know? Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, and saying that, I think they'll both score their next penalties, whether they get to take one for Celtic again or not, I don't know. Well, hopefully, hopefully, Judas in the park. 
Uh, hopefully, Judas yeah. in the park if we get a penalty well, because he's cool customer at taking them. Um, but again, again, you know, it's a position where you kind of look at it just now, Patrick. And you know, Ralston was excellent at the weekend. Fought really good performance. Um, he managed to, you know, be involved in the game and annoy some people in the media too. Um, you know, we are playing well when the old rule book starts to come out on sports scene. Hmm. I think that levels itself out in the game. Um, but yeah, it's another position where you can look at it and you think, well, what do we do here? Do we just rotate it or, um, you know, do we stick with what we've got there? But yeah, I think both probably, if we do get the chance, we'll probably score the next penalties. But um, yeah, keep Judah, keep Judah on the penalties. Um, if anybody's got anything else to come in, we've got five minutes left. Um, it's a wee bit harder when it's just the two years on here. So if you do what you ask, is anything or come in any comments, please do. Um, 67's came in on the chat yet to say any word on Kyogo and Turnbull returns I think we're all kind of just waiting to see when this happens Patrick I think Kyogo if he's back for the game at the start of April would be great maybe I think that's probably the date we're all possibly heading towards um, and I think again you know it's only going to put us in a better place as a team when, when those two guys return in terms of your own thoughts on this, where, where do you really fight me hard just now? I, I spoke, touched on that earlier about us being probably in a better place than some people expected. You know, where do you think me are just now with eight games to go in the league in a quarter final game in the Scottish Cup? I think we're in a great position. You know, we had a bit of a sticky patch there where certainly domestic results were fine, but you know, European results were disappointing. Um, bit of a surprise as well. But we are turning into a, a team on form again, you know, despite the fact we only dropped two points in the last ten games or something, but we are we are hitting form again as you say, somewhere between uh, nine and eleven games to go excellent position to be in, I think you'd have bitten your hand off for that this season if you said we'd uh, make it to the last 32 or whatever of uh, a European competition win the first cup, win the quarterfinals of the second cup and be in front in the league weight games to go. Phenomenal position. All credit to, you know, the club. Um and yeah, no complaints really. Uh, just need to keep on winning. Um I, I can't fault them at all. Can't fault them at all. Uh, just need to keep our heads level as you say, play Jura on, you know, Monday. I think, you know, it's a bit of a worry, you know, when they're overanalyzing the sports scene, I think like none of the Celtic goals should have stood, according to the three former Rangers players in the sports scene panel. Um, really uh, unbiased views there. Um, I think you know the the own goal shouldn't have stood because Starfield possibly played it out of the park about seventy yards and thirty seconds before the goal was scored. I mean, totally ludicrous. Um, we should have actually lost one nil, according to the BBC. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We just need to keep on winning games. Uh, the, the fact that they're unhappy shows that we're doing something right. Yeah, I'm not going to lose any sleep over what Stephen Thompson, Kenny Miller and Ricky Foster's um, <laughs> got to say in the, in the telly. Um, Jim has come in in the, the comments here. Ties in, you know, with the Scott Brown chat. I've had his comments in the background staff this season. Now, Andrew's the boss. Yeah, I was one of those people, I think you're in agreement, Patrick, that we were kind of a bit perplexed that the guys that had been there last year had, had hung around, but I think everything we've heard from and on them is these guys wanted to learn. And by the looks of it, um, whenever you're at games or you have a wee look over there, you can, it's very clear that Andrew's running the show, but the other guys are certainly taking the direction from him. 
and executing his plan um, when needed to be. I don't think there's any questions now. I think that's a complete line drawn under for me on John Kennedy, Gavin Stacking and Stephen McManus at the club. Would you agree with that, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, it was a weird one at the time because obviously they've been there through, you know, John Kennedy in particular. Bad times under Ronnie, good times under Rogers, good times under Lennon, bad times under Lennon, good times under Ange. So it's hard as an outsider to judge these people, but eh, aye, even McDonald. Eh, it's it's obviously Ange does an easier job of it being on the inside, being able to see how they how they help in the sessions. John Kennedy's obviously got something about him. If all four of those managers were quite happy to keep him on, um, but yeah, no complaints. I mean. If he wants to bring in another one of his coaches, um, quite happy with that as well. You know, that might be something he does later down the line. Who knows? Uh, I'm sure we'll see. But I think he said in December that we've still got another 12 months until we hit where he wants to be, which is obviously quite exciting. So, you know, whether he brings in other guys to do that, we've obviously bring in in two guys in the background. Um, You know, the fitness guy. um, Their names escape me now. You know, he, he's bringing guys sort of in the, the sort of lower rankings, if you will, in other departments and analytics and stuff. So, quite happy with what we've got, mainly because Angie's quite happy with it as well. So, onwards and upwards. No, absolutely. Um, just before we finish here, Patrick Dolan's came in just to say that tickets for the game against the Johnson Celtic Park are now on general sale. Yep, the game against Ross County sold out, which again, um, just now, obviously, you and I, Patrick, both season ticket holders, but there's a real good fuel factor about Celtic just now. Um, even last week's dampening uh, news that came out about the game in Sydney was just you know speculation at the time they were on them was eventually confirmed um, the next morning. Um, the, the Celtic support have been absolutely fantastic, you know, since the pandemic and putting their money into the club. Another sellout against Ross County, you know, three o'clock on a Saturday. It'll be good for that. And now this game against St Johnson, hopefully get that sold out and hopefully. That game is another big step in us going towards reclaiming our, our league title back. Um, we'll be on next week after my trip to Tannadice um, in the Scottish Cup. Um, it feels very weird not previewing a game on the Wednesday night here, but here we are. Um, we're into this part of the season. It's early March. The Celts are three points clear um, and we'll be back next week. Your Axon Bulletin will be here all week and we'll be covering the game obviously next Monday. But until then, thank you for all your comments and thank you for watching A Celtic State of Mind. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for
Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.